You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles. Ready for next day installation. And all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You stick to a plan and you do what you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And then you're a bit, you don't have to worry about it because it's clear to the world that you did what you were supposed to do. Yes, you know? yes. Whereas like, you know, right now, I don't feel like it's clear that uh-huh. the world understands what I'm supposed to do. Okay, you know? right. And so I'm afraid if I die tomorrow, my obit will not say the right thing. This is Hello, Isaac, my podcast about the idea of success and how failure affects it. I'm Isaac Mizrahi, and in this episode, I talk to my dear friend and today's guest host, Brandon Lewis. Queen, it's Queen. We have a lot to discuss. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. So a few months ago, we had my friend Brandon interview me for a special Thanksgiving episode called Ask Isaac. Brandon asked me all these like really fabulous questions that listeners sent in. And let me tell you, there were some really incredibly juicy ones. Well, that episode was so successful and we had so many questions that we didn't even get to. So I invited Brandon back for another round. So today's episode is Ask Isaac Part 2, and we're going to delve even further. And in advance, I'm going to thank you for your questions. Let's get right into it. Queen. Queen. Darling, it's so funny that we don't have nicknames for each other other than Queen. I mean, like, Queen is such a generic... I I feel like that sort of is all-encompassing, right? Don't you feel like there's no other... Yeah, Queen. maybe you know so. I mean? Maybe so. By the way, your your hair is even shorter. Is that possible? Did you cut it even shorter? No, I didn't. I'm just sort of letting it. I'm letting it go. You like this length? I do like it that length. I have to say, right, darling. Right. Here we are again. I, here we are again. Yes, yes. Here we are again. I think there's some more questions. Well, that it was need so to be answered the first time. Yeah, exactly. So, do you have well, the questions? I have the questions. Our first question is from Mel's Bells. And Mel's Bells writes, how do you deal with nerves before going on stage? Wow. Mel's Mel's Bells. Um, I have to tell you, that is 
bone crushing, soul crushing. Really? Yes. Stage fright is like the boogeyman, you know, mm-hmm. like it has absolutely no shape, no name. It's like lurking, like some crazy, you know, Wes Craven th- movie where like <laughs> there's something going to come out of a closet and start hacking at you. you really? Know? Yes. Yes. Like it starts from a day or two in advance and sure. I put it off and I put it off. Because it is irrational. It's not a real fear. And now, more and more, I am able to, like, make myself calm and not nervous before I go out. And I was texting with a really close friend of mine at the last show I did. And I was saying, stage fright is real, and I think I'm going to kill myself, and blah, blah. And he was like, darling, really? You know this material, okay? Just go out there and have a lot of fun. Yes. And you know the rest. That's the thing. I know. I mean, I know. And the minute you walk out on stage, you feel buoyed by this love. You know, the waves of energy and the waves of love that you're feeling from the audience. And you hook into that, baby, and you're free. You're free. And it's a kind of freedom that you can't describe. Mm -hmm. There is nothing else in life that is as good as that. You know, sex is not as good as that. I'm I'm not kidding. Like an Mm -hmm. orgy is like, I'm trying to think like spaghetti with, I don't know, with meats and cheeses. Meats and cheeses, not as good. Not as good. Not as good. 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 No. But the thing about it is you can never tell that you would either have something like that or or whatever. You just go. I mean, here's the thing. You know, I used to work with Liza all the time, right? Like Liza, Liza Minnelli. Minnelli, Liza right. Minnelli. Okay. Okay, okay. I used to make like dresses for her shows, right? Mm-hmm. And I used to dress her in clothes and she would perform and then we went out and we were very close friends at her place, at my place, like really close friends. And one of the first times she gave me an award, I think it was my first CFDA award. The CFDA is the Council of Fashion Designers of America. Mm-hmm. And I was literally like falling through the floor oh, with nerves. Because like, I felt like a charlotte. Everybody has, you know, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And now here I am accepting an award in this room full of people who really feel it should be them accepting it, right? Sure. So it just didn't feel right. And she was like, darling, it looks like you're... And by the way, she did call me darling. Yes, yes we called yes. her. Yeah. In that case, yes, darling. darling. Right? Yes. She checked. <laughs> she said, darling, you're nervous. I was like, you little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, okay, what's your favorite flavor ice cream? And I said, oh, my favorite flavor is, I don't know, mint chocolate chip. And she said, okay, pretend it's the end of the evening. It's all over. You're sitting in your bed eating a big bowl of mint chocolate chip ice cream, right? Mm-hmm. So if it sucks, it sucks. You still get your bowl of ice cream. Yes. If it's great, you still get your bowl. So if you can just keep that thought in your mind, and uh-huh. that was the most genius thing anybody ever, ever said to me. So that was one thing. And then if you watch her uh-huh. walk on stage mm-hmm. in any venue, whether it's, you know, 200 people in a nightclub or it's, you know, literally 8,000 people at Radio City Music Hall, right? right. Or 10,000, 12,000 people at Radio City she takes that room, honey. She walks on that stage and she takes them, you know? And that's what you learn. You learn to take a room. It's That's the most important thing I think about performing on stage is learning how to enter. So Eric forgot, that's his name, Eric forgot. He asked, is that the best advice you've ever received? Yes, I would say so. That is mm-hmm. the best advice I ever received. 
Absolutely. It's a good question because I don't believe in advice. You know, I always, people say, oh, what advice would you give? And I'd say like, you know, just run, don't do it. If you need advice, (laughs) darling, you're in the wrong profession, you know? Right, right. But I would say that is the best advice I ever received. Okay. Wait, also you received that advice from Judy's daughter. You know, uh, right, Lorna's sister. I mean, you know, exactly. that's a little, it's a yeah. little different. Not everyone Vincent's gets it. Vincent's daughter. Vincent's daughter. daughter. Right, right. Like, Vincent. Yeah. Right. No, you're right. Okay, so what has been the proudest achievement so far or greatest challenge? And that was from Frederick Rubin. You know, there are a few good achievements, right? Okay. One was the one-man show I did on Off-Broadway, um, in Les 2000, Les Mizrahi. Yeah, right, that right, was right. a really, really, really big achievement. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was realized, you know, under a great deal of pressure mm-hmm. and with a great deal of obstacles. So many people who did not belong working on that show. So many people who should have worked. I mean, one obstacle after another. And finally, it got made and it ran for like over a year, I think, between the workshop and the shows. Mm-hmm. It ran for a very long time. And I was so proud of it. And it made me feel so good to do that show every night, mm-hmm. you know. My other great achievement was finishing a memoir. Mm-hmm. That felt like a big, 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 great achievement. And, you know, because it was somehow about reconciling what was in my head mm-hmm. with the rest of the world. You know, it's like, here is the story as I lived it. So mm-hmm. it might be skewed, it might be wrong, but this is my truth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you're reading this book and you don't agree, you are wrong because it's just my truth, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was really scared that my mother would absolutely hate it mm-hmm. and she would disown me or something because it's a very round portrait of this woman. Mm-hmm. And she really loved it. She's really not that coherent anymore, but I slipped it in right under the... Like, she was coherent enough mm-hmm. to read it and tell me how proud she was of me for writing it wow. and tell me how incredibly, like, flattered she was at the portrayal of that character of my mother in that book, mm-hmm. you know? And that was, like, the greatest gift of ever, well, I mean, it's an, it's, it's an amazing book. I mean, I, I did the audiobook because, again, there were so many words on the page and there were no pictures, so I had to listen uh, to it. Right, and because all you know is fashion. Exactly, you know exactly. I was like, style. where are the illustrations, where are the pictures? And so after I finished it, remember I texted you and I was like, this was the most amazing thing I've ever... You know, I know a lot of these stories because you've shared them with me, mm-hmm. but to have them all at once in yeah. the way that you told it, I mean... I, I thought it was an amazing book. Well, thank you, darling. Yes, thank you, thank course. you. And I think the greatest challenge for me, which sounds stupid, but mm-hmm. the greatest challenge for me is to try not to, like, hate the physical reality of my face and my body. I guess that comes from a kind of checked narcissism or something. You know, mm-hmm. it's like... I want to be beautiful, and I was never beautiful, and I was never thin enough, and I was never beautiful enough. And so, like, I look in the mirror and I go, really? That? 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 Like, my whole life, I'm fighting looking in the mirror and hating what I see. You know, I mean it. But that's not just a you that You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. don't feel that way, but that's not a everyone feels that way. Any person feels that way. At any given yeah. time, they can feel like they are not enough. They don't yeah. look the certain way that they well, want to look. Darling, that's one of my famous quotes. Well, 
which is something like I don't remember. I can't quote myself. You can't quote yourself, right? Nice. Something like it's something like stop worrying about what others think about the way you're dressed Uh or the way you look because they're so freaked out about how shitty they look to notice or something like that. Yeah, it's it's true. true. Everybody's so freaked out about looking shitty that they don't even notice what you look like. No. Unless you're on a red carpet and everyone's taking your picture and you're next to like, you know, Selma Blair or something who weighs a pound. She's so gorgeous and she has that proportion. She looks so great in clothes. And there you are, this towering like geek, you know, or something, Uh you know, like Sarah Jessica Parker and she looks like that and you look like this. Well, you're describing these like glamazons, right? You're describing right. these otherworldly type figures. You know, no one can. Uh, well, that's who I was surrounded by all those years. Right. And ballet dancers with those bodies. You know, I did ballet right, right. costumes and I'm a ballet fiend. I took class a few times. A few times. Mm-hmm. I took a, a few, few classes times, a when I was a On teenager. On point? Did you do point? <laughs> no, I never, right. I never. I do have a you pair never... of point shoes. I, I know. Yes. On point. I have. Yes. But I've never uh, performed in point shoes. No. <laughs> right. Okay, so Neva Ignato asks, what excites you the most for the upcoming few years? What excites me the most is performing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I have this incredible manager now who books me regularly in sort of concert venues, small concert Mm -hmm. venues around the country. And although it's not like Joan or something Mm -hmm. or Sandra or something who has like, they just do every night. They're in another city. They're doing another show. Mm -hmm. And they're so lucky. What fun that must be. But I I look forward to kind of getting into a groove like that. That's what I really want to do. And I want to write. I want to write a play. I want to write a television series. I want to write stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's what I look forward to the most. And also, I love my podcast. I know this Mm -hmm. sounds crazy, but I love Hello, Is this a plug? Is that what you're... No, but I love it. And I would love it to reach a kind of a critical mass of some kind. I would like it to be again in some kind of a public discourse. I want it to be people to talk about me. I well, want people I, to talk about I've, me. I've, I have a feeling that this specific episode will get you to that point. So I'm happy ah! to be here for this transition. Right. Of that to sort of, you know, keep, keep it going. Funny. funny so you're welcome. Funny. Yes. Um, okay. So how about this? Tell us about the most difficult decision you've ever made in your life. And what was the lesson? And that was from Lover of the Sea. You know, I was just talking about decision-making with Mm -hmm. my shrink the other day. Yes. Because right now I'm looking at making a lot of very, very hard decisions. I think right now in the entire world, every single person on this earth, I think it's just astrological or something. Mm -hmm. It's a moment when people are making a lot of hard decisions. Yes. And you're not a Libra. You are a Gemini. Is that right? You're a Mm -hmm. Gemini. Yeah. But for a Libra, it's nearly impossible to make a decision, right? Mm -hmm. You're just weighing things and weighing things and weighing things and weighing things. And what ends up happening is like, there is no decision made. Mm -hmm. Like I remember, I swear to God, this is a really dumb story. But when I was 13 or something, my parents said, oh, do you want to go to sleepaway camp? You know, Mm -hmm. where you bored for two months, Mm -hmm. you know, go out and stay in a cabin for two months. And I was very challenged by that idea. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. And so for weeks, I would go to bed every night and wake up in the morning and think and ponder and weigh and go, yes, mm-hmm. no, this, that, the other thing. And then one morning, I just woke up 
And I knew that I was going to sleep away. Like the decision was not mine to make. Uh-huh. It just made itself after so long, after looking at every angle and every aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the answer for a Libra anyway. I'm not sure you can apply that to sort of, you know, an Aquarius or something or a Virgo. But for a Libra, it's all mm-hmm. about letting the decision be made by the universe. And then what do you learn from that after you've made that decision and it's kind of out of your hands? I don't know. You know, I learn a lot of things. I learn ridiculous things that are embarrassing to talk okay. about that I would never say. Like, I learned that something has more calories than something else and not to eat that thing if you don't right. want to gain weight. You know, it's like, that's mm-hmm. what I learned. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, learning lessons, you could learn the lesson, but it doesn't affect the way you act going forward, mm-hmm. thank God, because you fail and fail and fail. And by the way, you know, Hello, Isaac is a lot about failure. And I'm not sure mm-hmm. if you've got a question about failure. And I do, learn, actually. Do. have a couple. Well, listen, let's get right into that topic. You know, people answer that question. They go, oh, mm-hmm. I did this and I fell and I picked myself up by the bootstraps and I learned. And I think that is a great truth. But you know, it's like, for me, I don't, learn anything from failure because Mm -hmm. I fail often. And I think the lesson you learn about failure is not to be afraid of failing. Don't be afraid of failing and not learning your lesson. I guess people would think that when I closed my couturier in 1998 or whatever that was, that Mm -hmm. was a great big failure. But you know what? Like, I never saw it as a failure. I thought it was the greatest decision that had ever been made. And again, I kind of weighed things and weighed things. I was like, should I do this? Should I do this? Should I close my doors? Should Mm -hmm. I conform to what this company wants me to do in Mm -hmm. order to stay open? And I just didn't think it was fresh. I thought I would be very bored. And so like the decision was made for me we closed the doors. And when we did, I felt so liberated. I mm-hmm. mean it. I felt better on those few days after that. And I know that sounds weird. And I'm really sorry about all the people that lost their jobs and mm-hmm. all the people who had a lot of clothes that they had to sell, whatever. But right. for me personally, it was a big, big, big burden that was just mm-hmm. getting worse and worse and worse. And I was so happy to be free of it. So mm-hmm. I didn't really like think of it as a big failure. And and I was going around telling people like, this is the greatest. And they thought I was in denial. And maybe mm-hmm. I was. It could be that I was in denial. And there were people who would call and leave these messages like, oh, darling, I'm so sorry. Call me back. Call me back. And then I knew they wanted to commiserate with me. And I did not feel that way. Mm -hmm. And then I'd get another message like, darling, don't you want to talk? And then the third message like, you better call me back, you asshole. Like, why? You know, it's like, well, because I know that you just want to get me on the phone so you can hear how miserable I am when I'm not, you know? Do you feel like that was a sort of important part of your transitioning into all these other fields like that needed to happen in order for you to go to do your <sighs> one-man show, to do your yeah, television show. I to guess do your ca- so. You know, I guess so. I mean, again, like things happen to mm-hmm. me, you know, and I mean this. It's the same thing as feeling that I don't really make decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, I strive and I strive and I try to get things done and I try to get things done. But what ends up happening to me is much more important and much more profound Mm -hmm. than what I plan, you know? And so, like, I was working on my one-man show way before I closed out in 1998. I was doing 
Joe's Pub already. Mm. It was already kind of in the world doing stuff. Yes. Do you don't feel like that allowed you the more... Yes, maybe it did. Maybe it did. Maybe I saw it as this like thing where I was letting go of a big, Mm -hmm. big, big infrastructure that I didn't need anymore personally, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. Could be. But you know what I mean. It's like... yes. It happened. I didn't do it. It just happened. And I was so thrilled, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know exactly how to answer the question because, yes, you learn a lot from failure, but the best lesson to learn from failure is not to be afraid to fail again, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, and and if you do, then it's fine. Right. Exactly. It's Mm -hmm. not fine. It's fine. It is what it is. Right. And your life is going to take a shape. I mean, that was literally verbatim what SL at the Shores question was, which was, you know, your successful failure is an important teacher. What right. lessons have you learned? You know, well, that there kind you go, of- SL, darling. Thank you for the question. <laughs> Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. All right. So what do you love about living in New York? You know, mm-hmm. I don't even know anymore. I okay. just know that I hate living everywhere else. Yes. You know? I just know that I go other places and I go, oh, you know, no, no, right. no. Right, Except, you know, I really like Bridgehampton. And, but Bridgehampton is in the tri-state area, so I take it as it's part of the New York experience. And mm-hmm. by the way, The Real Housewives of New York, a few episodes take place in the Hamptons. I've seen. So, you yes. know, so we feel justified. But I swear to you, Brandon, like... I am one of those like crazy characters who, mm-hmm. 
you know, have a real hard time separating from New York. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like that Rose Nyland thing from the Golden Girls when they go to New York City, when Dorothy and Rose go to New York City, and it's Rose's first time in New York, and, and Dorothy goes, well, what did you think? And Rose goes, oh, it's so much. Like, how does anybody live here? The mm-hmm. noise. And, you know, I went to Bloomingdale's. You could fit the whole of St. Olaf, like, inside the store of Bloomingdale's. It's just so mm-hmm. much and so big and so much and so big and the thing is that's what i was born into that's what Mm -hmm. i was bred into you know i was born in brooklyn and you know my father worked on 34th street across the street from macy's i went to Mm -hmm. high school on 46th street between 6th and broadway right in the middle of the theater district you know and so i grew up in all of the excitement and Mm -hmm. danger and squalor and incredible beauty of New York City. Mm-hmm. And when you get used to that, you know, like in LA, they go, oh, look at that view. And I'm like, what? That's a view? That's some lights and some houses, you know? Right, it's right, like, of course, right. <laughs> you want to see a view, darling? You want to yes. see a view? Yes. Go to Brooklyn and look at the skyline from Brooklyn, you know, or yes. look at the Empire State Building from like my neighbor's window, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, that is a view, right? Sorry. I like living in New York because I know I wouldn't like living anywhere else. And I like the constant bombardment of stimulation. Mm -hmm. And I like the great contrast of beautiful things and really, really ugly, terrible things. You Mm -hmm. know, I like that contrast. Well, okay. So you lived, you've lived in the West Village for forever. Yes. Why not the Upper East Side? Well, listen, I lived on the Upper West Side in the 80s when I first moved out of my mom's house. Everything up there was really inexpensive and it was mm-hmm. very cool. It was coming up from a real bombed out kind of a thing. And there were all these fun new places in the, in the Upper West Side. Mm-hmm. I would live in the Upper East Side. I okay. would, you know? I mean, I, I feel say, like it's you, you know, I a little might, bit. Darling, listen, Come I am on. rethinking everything. Everything. As we speak. Everything. I guess I'm going through some kind of crazy Saturn or Pluto thing. I don't know what. Uh-huh. Ask my ask my my astrologer. I'm going through right, some okay. crazy things. But like, I don't mean to shade every other place than New York. That's not okay. what I'm doing. If you talk to Rory Gilmore or Lorelai Gilmore or Emily Gilmore, okay, right. they right. would say, like, no, we're never leaving Stars Hollow because it's course. the greatest place in the world. Yes. And, and this one psychic said that to me when I was 18. He said, well, you feel about New York the way mm-hmm. farmers feel about the soil, about the ground under their feet, where mm-hmm. they're going to grow these crops and they're going to reap the benefits of the crops. And, yes. you know, that's the thing. It's like people love where they're from, and uh-huh. I love where I'm from. Rosen Island could not deal with it. I don't blame her, but right. I can't deal with any place else. Of course, of course. You know, I can't well, deal with any place it's else. It's New York or Stars Hollow. Maybe we'd have different <laughs> feelings if we lived in Stars I'm just Well, saying. you know what? I, not kidding. Bridge Hampton is my version of Stars Hollow. Okay. So what are your daily rituals or routines? (gasps) Oh, oh, well, you know, there are some. Okay. That's from Meg Mori, by the way. Aside from the boring ones, like constantly flossing and brushing one's teeth, right? Right. Right. And you know, trying to count points, Weight Mm -hmm. Watchers points. Um I do a lot of different moisturizers. I don't know if you know that, right? I and no, I, I, yeah, I know. I you know that, and I right. have been doing that since I am. I would say I got a job at Perry Ellis when I was seventeen or eighteen years old, mm-hmm. and Perry Ellis. I don't know why, but he was obsessed with Kiehl's. Yes, it was just when Kiehl's was sort of like 
you know, coming. Even though it's been open since the 19th century, it was having a moment. Like, it was having the moment where it was revived into that big brand. Mm-hmm. And he was all about Kiehl's. And I remember, like, for me, it was expensive to buy creme de corps. But right. I did. I did it anyway, you know? Yes. I bought, like, you know, facial moisturizer, mm-hmm. foot moisturizer, body moisturizer, you know, mm-hmm. all kinds of, like, post- and pre-shaving moisturizers. Like, I have yes. millions of them. So I do believe in moisturizers. Would you like to be an influencer? Is that because I know people who know my, you know, my sister works for Kiehl's. Like I can get you some things, you know, well, do you want to be know. a beauty influencer? I have to tell you, I like buying my own beauty products. Like, please mm-hmm. do not give me moisturizer. Please right. do not go like, oh, here's a great product that you'll love because I won't. I'm just right. telling you, I won't right. love that product. You know, okay. don't give me a moisturizer because I got it. I got it together. Yeah, right, it's right. a great trial and error that I come to my beauty routine. So don't yes. try to influence my beauty don't routine. Don't give me, okay, all right, I got, I got it. Okay, so I have a fashion question for you. What is your favorite <laughs> collection you've ever done and why? And that's from our good friend, Deborah Watson. We love Deborah. Debbie, Deb. hi Debs, what's going yes. on Debs? I think my favorite collection I ever did, I thought the best collection I ever did, mm-hmm. got the worst reviews ever, but it was definitely the best work I've ever done. Which one? Which was this collection that I did. I don't remember what year it was or what season, but girl, I just had so many ideas and I made them all happen and I made them all relate in this way. It was all about like this new approach to like the Southwest, right? Mm-hmm. So I had these giant kind of like, photo reel prints that Mm -hmm. I swear I did first. You know, people go, oh, he's doing that. Darling, look at it. Before I made those dresses with huge roses on, like human-sized roses, Mm -hmm. no one ever did that, okay? So I did that. I created that whole thing. Maybe others had done hand-painted, but I worked with this woman called Sylvia Canapa, who was a friend, and she ran this mill with her sisters, Canapa. It was called Canapa. And they killed themselves. They made me like literally like 75 different fabrics and 75 Mm -hmm. different prints. So it was these amazing, huge prints. And also it wasn't American West as much as it was like Gunsmoke or something like Miss Kitty with like curls, curls. The hair was so good. I think the hair was Garen and it was so like fucked up and good. Kevin? did the face Kevin's face obviously Kevin's face. Right, right. and then so it was a lot of like sort of like hoedown skirts and is that like, what the lashes big 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 lashes but also I made up this thing called tooled and jeweled uh-huh. and I found this guy somewhere in Texas or somewhere right. whatever who made the most gorgeous like tooled leather objects and I made him make like tooled leather bustiers oh wait I've and, seen you know, genius like, with, and like jewelry that was all tooled leather pieces that had then been encrusted uh-huh. I mean it was too much and then I made lace I had this lace fabricated with like horseshoes and horses mm-hmm. and it was too much it was so great so it wasn't like you know that sort of Ralph Lauren American West thing, which I think is genius. But it wasn't that. I would never take that from him. He does Mm -hmm. that, period. He's the one who does that, you know? But I did this whole kind of gun smoke thing, and it was hilarious. And it was so glamorous, and the girls looked so glamorous, and it was this Manola Blahnik. The shoe was genius. Mm -hmm. It was this high heel with just like two straps across. It was very Miss Kitty. All I had to say to Manola was Miss Kitty. Miss Kitty, And in two seconds, he understood the whole aesthetic. Two words, Miss Kitty. Miss Kitty, she'll be there in a minute. I I will send you the shoe, and five minutes later, I got the shoe (laughs) from Domino Leblanc. 
He's like, two words, Miss Kitty. That's it. I'm not going to say anymore. Yep. Not going to say. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. So what do you like to do in your free time? And what are your favorite things to do? This is from Roseanne Limbiano. I like in my free time to do almost nothing. You know, yes, I like in my free time to be with my dogs Mm -hmm. and to cook a little something. I really like to cook and I have like my five favorite things that I cook and occasionally I'll discover Mm -hmm. something new to cook. And one of them is like a roasted fish. I mean, they're all such incredibly simple things, you know, so that's what I like to do. I like to do very little. I love Watching the Gilmore Girls. I right, love of course. watching yes. Mrs. Maisel. Right. G- give me a, a Sherman Palladino moment. Of course. I'm very that's... Happy. Give me a binge of a Sherman Palladino and I'm very happy. How many times have you watched Gilmore Girls exactly? This, I'm, just I'm going on f- my fifth time around. Okay. Yes. It's crazy, but true. I'm still in mourning, so it's like I, you know, I can't. You just finished, but it comes back. Yes. I'm telling you, I never finished. I just was like, okay, season seven's over. Let's start again. Season one, episode one. Mm-hmm. Rory at Luke's being, you know, hit on by the guy. Right? Yeah, we all remember. It's too fresh. You know what I mean? Like I, the other day, <laughs> I heard the wedding song that played during Lorelai and Luke's wedding at the, you know, those episodes that they did for Netflix. Like I yes. heard that song and I was just like, you know what? Too soon. Too I can't soon. go there yet. Too I can't soon. go there. I can't go there. It's actually too much for me. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Marin Tar asks, do you prefer dinner out or at home? And if at home, do you plan out for the week? Um, well, let's see. I love eating out. I love it. You know, my mother used to say this thing, like her definition of 
homosexuality. That's my favorite thing. It's the favorite thing in the world. When I was dating this guy, Douglas, his mother and she and I, and Douglas had dinner one night and and Douglas's mother was like, oh, it's so hard, so hard to be gay and they're persecuted and blah, blah. And my mother said, darling, don't worry about them. They have a great life. They eat out. They see shows. Yes. That was the end of the sentence. They eat out, they see shows. That's all that we do. She just left it dangling. That's all that we do. And she was right. Like, I really like to eat out. And I have to tell you, I like eating in restaurants that I know because I know Uh I'm not going to be thrown shade. I'm going to be seated in a nice place. Right. Il Cantonori, Santa right. Bros, you know, these kinds Cafe of places. Right. Pierre's, Bridgehampton, mm-hmm. Dopo mm-hmm. Il Ponte, whatever it yes. is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like going to those places. But I also love to cook. And mm-hmm. during COVID, it was a very, very important thing that you planned out cooking. You know, so to answer her question, now, yes, I do plan three or four days in advance. Right. And, you know, you try to buy, like, stuff that you know will remain fresh. You know, if you buy a fish, it's not going to remain fresh. So you have to right. buy that that day, you know? So, yeah. Well, you know, I've only seen these sort of home-cooked meals. I haven't personally experienced them from, uh-huh. well, from your Well, at some home. point, I'm sure I've cooked for you once or twice, Brandois. I... Just kidding. <laughs> okay. Do you play an instrument? And this is from Outstanding Game Plan. I used to play an instrument. I played piano for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And then I just stopped. Like, I pretended that I didn't stop. Like, I would pick something up and I would play something. And now I just completely stopped. And over COVID, again, Mm -hmm. my friend Mark Morris was like, what a good opportunity. You have nothing but time on your hands. Why don't you start playing the piano again? And he was right. And I tried. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't. It is just torture for me to play the piano. That was one thing I was able to give up. You know, like Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, I took a lot of piano lessons. You know, at one point I thought maybe I was going to be like a concert pianist. And I really, really made the effort. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it really was very, very, very hard. It didn't come as naturally to me as some of the other things I do. And music comes very naturally to me. Singing comes very Mm -hmm. naturally to me, but not playing the piano, not playing an instrument, you know. But luckily, I learned to do it, and luckily, I can read music. So this comes in very handy for me. And you've written lyrics for songs. I have written lyrics, and I am in the process of writing more lyrics. Okay. Well, also, an album soon, please. I feel like Uh, everyone's been asking for for this for this album. Yes. Well, okay, uh, how about this? What do you want your obituary to say? Uh, you know, and here's the thing. I'm glad this is like a forum. This is like an right. Isaac Brandon forum. This is a safe space. A safe space. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing about obits. It drives me crazy. I think about yes. it all the time. I know. And, you know, there are certain obits that have made me more crazy. Okay. Either in their placement, like way in the back on the worst page, okay. in like a corner on the bottom with that the would, worst picture. It would kill you. Right. It said. would kill me. You right, know? right. Did you ever read Marlon okay. Brando's obit, right? No. I'm not kidding you. The first paragraph or the headline was something uh-huh. like, Marlon Brando, the brilliant actor who was supposed to be a huge legendary star and wasn't. Uh-huh. You know, and it's like, okay, he wasn't like, wait, this is news to me. <laughs> he failed. Right. He, right. Know, yes. The, the whole obit was about how mm-hmm. Marlon Brando didn't really accomplish what he set out to accomplish. You know, like that's the problem with my whole operating sort of philosophy, which is okay. that, you know, you start 
stick to a plan and you do what you were supposed to do mm-hmm. and then you're a bit you don't have to worry about it because it's clear to the world that you did what you were supposed to do yes you know? yes whereas like you know, right now, I don't feel like it's clear that uh-huh. the world understands what I'm supposed to do. You okay, know? right. And so I'm afraid if I die tomorrow, right. my obit will not say what you, the right thing. What, what are you, you know? it's going to say? Like, legendary, famed, you know, uh, Why? Ex- no, it's going to say, like, yes. I did a lot of things. You in did my a lot life, of stuff. Right, but I feel as though... You know, I have yet to, like, write a very, very good novel. I have yet Mm -hmm. to appear on stage and thrill some kind of, like, you know, critical mass of people, you know? Mm -hmm. That was the plan. That was what I was supposed to be remembered by. So, obits are really, really important to me. Okay. And then you talk to Jake Cohen, or you talk (laughs) to... Soledad O'Brien, or you uh-huh. talk to a lot of people and you ask this question and they go, you know, I want Soledad O'Brien said this thing to me, and I swear to God, she really opened a light bulb in my brain. Okay. She said, you know what? I just wanted to say, like, you know, Soledad O'Brien, wife, mother, blah, blah. She was a good person, you know? Yeah. And I think maybe that's all I want from my obituary. Isaac Mizrahi, she was a good person. You know what I mean? Like, maybe that's what it's all about, just being a good person. And I remember I had this shrink for 25 years. You know, I've been in therapy since I'm literally in first grade, so eight years old, right? Till now. Mm -hmm. And I recently have found a new shrink about eight years ago, right? Mm -hmm. But the shrink I was with for 25 years... He died. Well, he was very old. He died at like 96 or something like that. And it was Mm -hmm. kind of devastating because we were right in the middle. I knew it was coming Mm because you're with a 96-year-old shrink. You're kind of expecting something, right? (laughs) I know. Don't (laughs) laugh. Don't laugh. But anyway, Uh he was uh like the center of my world. He was Uh such a father figure, such a friend figure. And he used to say to me, Isaac, 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 stop with that. Stop Mm -hmm. it. And this was what I loved about him because, you know, shrinks are not supposed to say things. He would Mm -hmm. say, Isaac, you are a good person. Mm -hmm. Usually you do the good, right, just thing. And when he would say that to me, I would stop and go okay, you know, that's it. That's enough. Mm -hmm. So I think I want to be a good person. Isaac Mizrahi was a good person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he failed at everything he tried to do. Right, no, it was awful in the car and stuff like that. Exactly, right, right, right. Okay, so last question. What do you have to promote on this podcast? Me? What do I have to promote? Well, you know, aside from the hundred million things that I do constantly, we have a lot of shows coming up, and I'm not exactly sure when or where. There's like a few. So go on my website, which is helloisaac.com, and look them up and come to my shows, please. That's what I'm promoting. Yes. And world peace, of course. And world peace. I'd like to promote world peace. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Queen, okay. This has been fun. So fun. How is right? it over? God, you know, right. everything just goes by so fast. It, it always does. Don't forget that, darling. Youth is gone. It's in a over. Take it's advantage over. of your youth. I mean it. I'm going to try. I'm gonna That's try. my final closing thought. Take advantage, Take advantage of, your of your damn youth. youth. <laughs> if you can call it youth anymore. Ooh. Not at this. Ooh. 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 Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Mwah. Mwah. Bye. 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 
I have to say, I could get very used to this, where I am asked the questions and I answer the questions. It's so much fun. I have to say, I love it. And I want to thank you all so much for asking me so many great questions, which brought out so many things about my obit. I mean, I had never really kind of answered that question in such detail before. Or the question about stage fright and Liza's amazing advice. Anyway, what a fun, fun, fun podcast. I hope you liked it. Thank you so much for joining. Darlings, if you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and tell someone, tell a friend, tell your mother, tell your cousin, tell everyone you know, okay? And be sure to rate the show. I love rating stuff. Go on and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts so more people can hear about it. It makes such a gigantic difference and like it takes a second. So go on and do it. And if you want more fun content, videos and posts of all kinds, follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at HelloIsaacPodcast. And by the way, check me out on Instagram and TikTok at I am Isaac Mizrahi. This is Isaac Mizrahi. Thank you. I love you. And I never thought I'd say this, but goodbye, Isaac. Hello, Isaac is produced by Imagine Audio, Awfully Nice, and I Am Entertainment for iHeartMedia. The series is hosted by me, Isaac Mizrahi. Hello, Isaac is produced by Robin Gelfenbein. The senior producers are Jesse Burton and John Asante. It is executive produced by Ron Howard, Brian Grazer, Cara Welker, and Nathan Clokey at Imagine Audio. Production management from Katie Hodges. Sound design and mixing by Cedric Wilson. Original music composed by Ben Walter. A special thanks to Neil Phelps and Sarah Katanak at I Am Entertainment. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.